Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we talk about when we talk about faith. What do you want to be when you grow up? How is it that we discover purpose and direction for our lives? Let's find out how to call all years good. Welcome to Round Hill Radio. I'm Leslie. I'm Ed. Hey, Ed. How are you doing, Leslie? I'm good. I have a question for you. Okay, bring it. What do you want to be when you grow up? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Still figuring that one out. Yep, me I too. bet a lot of people are, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. You are too. Right there with you. It's like, I think it's one of those questions it's kind of nice to have out there. It's like it hasn't been solved or resolved, right? So what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. I think people, in a way, like not to answer it, you know, just sort of keep it open to possibilities. Um, but it, it does sort of circle back to us every once in a while. You know, when uh, the Star Wars movies have been around for a long time and they introduce this question of destiny, you mm. know, dun, Luke, dun, dun. it's your destiny, right? Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well done. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> oh, good. You've done it. <laughs> it was great, by Thanks. the way. Thanks so much. Um, Mary Oliver, in one of her poems, ends a poem by saying, what are you going to do with your one wild and precious life? Mm. That really just sort of zeroes things in, right? So um, so I, I think at one level, this question is out and about. It's alive and at large. We, we think about it. We bump into it. What are you going to do after college? What are you going to do after you graduate from high school? All of these questions are kind of getting at this one central question. What are you going to do with your life? Mm-hmm. You know, Do you feel that like you have a calling? Um, so it's not easy to think about this. Uh, if it was easy, we wouldn't have the question asked and we wouldn't have 100,000 books trying to help us right, get at the answer. Mm-hmm. So last year, uh, Round Hill Community Church actually received some good news in, in terms of a program that's being made available to us to help us here think about that and maybe also help people in our wider community think about this question. An organization called Vibrant Faith has been working for many years across the country to help congregations develop faith formation programs across all the ages. They do a really good job at this. And last year, they received a major grant from the Lilly Endowment, And the Lilly Endowment's been very generous in their support of churches and seminaries and theological schools. And the grant was designed to help Vibrant Faith choose 24 congregations with whom to work over a three-year period to create a culture of calling Mm -hmm. so that, you know, everything about a church would be infused with this language, which is not normally the case. Mm -mm. So Round Hill Community Church was selected as one of those congregations. So we're one of 24. There are eight different denominations represented. We are the only non-denominational church. Um, But um, just came back with a member of our congregation from the opening conference for this three-year program that was in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're going to give us some resources and a coach and some website resources that are going to help us think about how to develop a culture of calling 
at uh, Round Hill Community Church to help us with the question, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you do when you grow up? That's so exciting. So we have these resources of different kinds. What is that going to look like over the next three years? Yeah, so how does this translate into something, right, Mm -hmm. that people can actually use and enjoy and benefit from? So the idea is that uh, we, we are part of the deal is that we create programs uh, for people at different stages of life. So how do we help? Uh, By the way, there's a very strong conviction at the heart of this grant, which is that everyone has a calling or many callings, Mm. and it starts at birth and does not complete itself until death, and who knows, maybe it doesn't even end then. So the notion is, how do we help people at different stages of life? to think about the nature of calling. Mm -hmm. So they want us to create programs that could be tailor-made for really young children um, all the way through people in their middle years into their elder years. So, for example, many churches host a vacation Bible school during the summer. It's a time of fun, learning Bible stories, building community, and there's usually a theme. I think we're going to do that this year, and our theme is going to be something around helping children to perhaps learn about biblical characters there, had a calling, and maybe to start to ask them the question, hey, what do you think is your calling? So that's one thing we hope to do. Uh, we'd like to expand our multimedia offerings, so we think we're going to venture into the world of TV in mm-hmm. the autumn, yes, uh, Round Hill TV, which gives us a chance to present programming, Uh, host interviews, have conversations around this notion of calling, and you really get at some depth, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And then we're also thinking about launching a a, a smaller kind of of opportunity, which would be called Bible Time. And this is sort of looking at one verse at a time. Mm -hmm. Maybe once a week that will be produced, and uh, people will have access to that over our church app and our website and so on, so they can look at Bible time and Bible think, time. Oh, what is yes, what is that one particular <laughs> verse saying to them? So um, lots and lots of opportunities, and there's already been a good bit of discussion in our congregation about how to help people who are entering into what's called the third half of life um, to discover what are the vocations that are available and to them as they begin to move through those years mm-hmm. and what opportunities do they have for developing their wisdom. And, I, you know, the, the really exciting thing about this is that it gives us as a congregation working with many other congregations a chance to change something that needed to be changed. Mm-hmm. I think that churches in a way lost their capacity to form vocation. And, um, you know, just as an example, there's a beautiful conference center in Connecticut called Silver Lake. It's affiliated with the United Church of Christ. This used to be the place where children would go to camp and first begin to get the idea, maybe I could become a minister mm. or a missionary or a doctor or, lawyer or whatever it would mm-hmm. be. It wouldn't necessarily be connected to one of the professions, but a sense of something to do with one's life. And um, we'd like to think that local churches can have that same place in people's lives. So I've been hearing lots of words around this building over the past few months as we've been discussing it. So, you know, calling, mm. vocation, purpose. Yes. What what do those mean to you? What are your thoughts on these these ideas? Well, part of it means that we're grasping, right? <laughs> <laughs> we are trying to figure out what words have meaning in this way. Yeah. Um, 
When I was growing up, I went to a large regional high school in a rural part of Vermont, and we had what was called a vocational wing of the high school. And the vocational wing had all of the shop classes, it had the auto mechanic classes, it had the home economics classes. And that's what people thought about when they thought about vocation. It was one of those trades that people entered when they were young and, and maybe spent their whole life doing that. And that was really a wonderful educational resource. I don't know that that word is used that much, and I certainly know that vocational wings in high school are, are almost a thing of the past now. Mm -hmm. So that word doesn't quite do it for people, and mm -hmm. calling also comes with some baggage. Um, and so I do hear people talk about purpose mm -hmm. or having a dream or having energy for something. Mm -hmm. So I think the reason we're hearing all of these words is that we're trying to see what one's fit for us. Yeah. And I, I think the honest answer to this is it doesn't have to just be one word, right? And, and the other thing we're learning is it doesn't have to be one calling. Mm. Some people may feel like their life, they're being drawn to something at one point in their lives. And they, they do that. They explore it. They do it. And they maybe find fulfillment. And lo and behold, they discover a little further down the road, I don't think I want to be doing that my whole life. Mm that opens them to another calling. So, um, you know, in the, in the 1980s, I think it was, there was a series of uh, interviews that Bill Moyers conducted with a wonderful scholar by the name of Joseph Campbell. And um, he was an expert in the world's great mythologies, and he liked to tell those stories. And Bill Moyers would say, what do you think is sort of the, 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 the driving force through so many of these great mythologies? And jo Joseph Campbell at one point said, it's to follow your bliss. Mm -hmm. And Boy, did people really grab on to that, right? Um, the only thing I would say about that is uh, there's probably not a plural for this, but follow your blisses, blisses. you know, <laughs> um, that you don't have to have just one. Mm -hmm. And um, I would also say we have to take into account that sometimes you may feel drawn to something, but life circumstances will demand that you do something else. Mm -hmm. Um, there are times in life when the care of a child or the care of an elder or our own physical health changes, and suddenly we saw this beautiful way open up before us, but because of that life change, we have to adjust mm -hmm. and adapt. Well, maybe that adjustment is our calling, mm -hmm. you know, that we don't have to look at it as a loss, like, wow, I really thought my life was going that way and that looked so great and I'm going to have to, quote unquote, give it up. And I've heard people say that over the years. You know, I wanted to be fill in the blank, but I had to give it up because fill in the blank. Mm. And it always feels to me like that's described as a loss. I don't think that's has to be the case. It means that it requires, I think, a deeper level of journeying and yeah. a deeper level of reflectiveness but it doesn't have to equate into a sense that, oh, now my life is not as rich as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and looking at the the opportunities that maybe that shift mm -hmm. has afforded mm -hmm. is can also, you know, provide more uh, enrichment than, than you probably initially thought, perhaps. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, if it involves a change in someone else's life where an individual really needs a lot of care... Um, Maybe the calling is a calling to accompaniment, mm -hmm. and our opportunity there is to accompany that person as best we are able with others. And that's a great, great gift. I mean, and there's, to be realistic about it, it can also be a tremendous drain on energy, and we may find ourselves having to balance multiple uh, vocations, mm -hmm. multiple callings. But that's why it's so important 
to develop community. I don't think vocations are discovered or embodied without community. Mm. It's not something we necessarily can do alone. It, it, it's, it's bigger than that, and we need help as we go along. So how can our church community help? Well, I think you know one of the things that we can do is to remind ourselves that there is a mystery to this. Uh, it's not always cut and dried, and it's okay if we fail along the way. And the calling can be, what did you learn out of that failure? And how do you grow from there, right? That's nice, yeah. Some of life's greatest moments come from the, uh, the pit, <laughs> hopefully heading the, the to a peak. The belly flop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not, not pretty, but, you know, we look back on it and hopefully it's, uh, we can see how something really interesting evolved from that. And it's good to be reminded that so many of the great biblical characters, they just wanted absolutely nothing to do with their calling. You know, Jonah is called by God to do something and he says, uh, no, you know, I'm, I'm going that way. And it's not the same direction God was pointing, right? And other people say, no, I can't do it. I'm too young or I'm too fragile or whatever. And God always waits patiently for people to come around, right? More or less. So I think the church can just help us to be humble and realistic about it, but to stay with it, to keep asking the questions. And I think that um, I would say the core calling of this is that everyone can be a witness to the kind of love that we see embodied in Jesus. When Jesus turned to his disciples and said, love your enemies, he wouldn't have said it if he didn't think they weren't capable of it. And mm -hmm. I think that all through his life, he was comforting challenging, consoling, inviting people because he felt they were capable of expressing this love. And I think that's what I would say the one calling we all have in common. And then within that, there are going to be particular callings that you're going to have because of the gifts that you have and your life circumstances that'll be a little different from mine. But we get to walk that journey together and hopefully help and support one another. So we share a common bond, but we also express this uniquely through our individual lives. Well, that's so exciting. I can't wait for the next three years. Uh, it's going to be a great journey. It's going to be exciting. So uh, do you have a thought for the day? I, I do. I do. One of, my, uh, one of my favorite authors is a man named Frederick Beekner, and uh, just a very gifted writer who used to write from the top of a, of a converted silo in a barn in Vermont for many years. But he was, he's been a really a great gift to, I think, all those who've enjoyed his, his readings over the years. But Frederick Beekner said in one of his books, listen to your life for all moments are key moments. Mm. I think that's a great way to look at one's calling. That's wonderful. Thank you, Ed. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Round Hill Radio is brought to you by the members and friends of Round Hill Community Church. You can find more episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and roundhillcommunitychurch.org.